want to advertise on Narrative Live, but we have partnered with Advertise Cast to handle our advertising and sponsorship requests. They're great to work with, and they'll help you advertise on our show. Please email sales at advertisecast.com or visit our show notes page. You'll find that in your podcast player where we describe what's on this week's show. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Psychiatric Association actually getting in the way of your diagnosis and everyone else's diagnosis of this yes. current president. And they did that just two months into his presidency. I was invited. I continue to be invited by producers and continue to be in, uh, interviewed by reporters and journalists. And uh, what I noticed after that, uh, well, what, something that happened that was major was that the American Psychiatric Association enlisted the New York Times. Uh, and the New York Times wrote this scathing editorial about how psychiatrists should not speak about the mental health of the president. We do not need to hear them. We know basically all there is to know. And uh, scolding us, really, in spite of the fact that the book contains some of the most renowned psychiatrists and psychologists who are legendary of our time and are highly respected around the world. World. And to say that, you know, they should know better and mm. scold us about speaking about the president. And they were basically echoing the APA's language almost exactly. So we suspected it from the start. I won't go into the details, but now we know for sure that they had enlisted the uh, New York Times. And, uh, and when we held a very major conference in Washington with 13 top experts of all different fields, um, everything from law, history, political science to nuclear science and climate science to all speak up about how the president was unfit from each of their perspectives. It was, uh, many people were astounded, said it was really an unprecedented conference. They couldn't believe the level, the caliber of it. Well, we weren't covered uh, by any of the media really? uh, that cited the Goldwater Rule. And why should the Goldwater Rule uh, be of such concern to the media when not even many psychiatrists had even heard of it before this presidency? It was really such an obscure and almost irrelevant rule, almost considered invalid since 1980, because we base all our diagnosis on uh, external observation far more than on personal interviews. And so it was really so insignificant that they probably bothered not to eliminate it since 1980. Mm -hmm. So to pull this up and use it as a weapon against any mental health professional speaking and to bring all the major media on board. And so whenever I 
cite the numbers, people are just alarmed, but I've been invited over 70 times to CNN or MSNBC and have been aired only twice. Oh my gosh. Usually canceled at last minute. That's more than just the news cycle. And in fact, the only times I got through were when it was so last minute, I thought it probably won't get to the censors. And indeed, uh, they would not, that uh, it would be allowed to go through. Uh, and to have about a dozen of my quotes deleted and only my quotes to be deleted from articles in the New York Times, mm. and that's just the New York Times, and on and on. So we can see that it's not, uh, it's not kind of a general just decision. Coincidental. It's not a free decision. Yeah, it's not it's a free decision. Kind of it does seem like, you know, it's certainly, you know, you won't find us being very surprised with with the general idea that the New York Times and other people in the media have um, implicitly or explicitly supported Trump in many ways and also mm-hmm. um, really, really stomped out any criticism of him, especially prior to his election. Um, and even beyond that, there's still a limited amount of that. So to, to hear you say it does not surprise me. And, and, it, and the dates mm-hmm. are interesting too. You say 1973, you know, it's around the Watergate era. That's the same time that we're still dealing with why we can't indict a president is because of a rule made up in the 1970s, you know, a memo, memo, not even a rule. Yeah. So it's, it's not surprising. And Barr was, you know, in in and amongst that world back then as well, a bit of a concerted effort by, uh, by whoever it is that's backing Donald Trump or maybe even Trump himself to, to knock out any criticism of his, of his, uh, you know, his mental health, health, but also his criminal, you know, his criminal, the likelihood that he'll commit a crime, which is really what you guys were pointing out. You're pointing out that this guy is likely to commit a major crime that is right. of huge proportions, not just your typical, I'm going to rob a bank crime, but, you know, a mammoth crime. Uh, you guys were warning the American people about that, and the media was shutting you down. That's right, uh, and the the artificialness of it, and and the immediacy of it, because within two or three weeks of the APA stepping in, everything shut down for three years now, and so um, so finally, as I said, uh, one article did come through the New Statesman from the UK, whereas all other journalists who tried to report on what has happened have been uh, basically blocked by their editors or wouldn't be able to gain permission. So this, to me, indicated a problem, uh, a problem really of democracy. That's when I realized when the APA changed an archaic rule to protect the president, I realized that it would likely end up in a tyranny. And uh, so we're, we're very much close to that now. Uh, is it a problem I, with democracy or is it a problem with the people who are attacking democracy? Because, you know, it does seem to, to me in any event that there's a large scale conspiracy uh, involving many countries, many parties, many people around the world to do whatever is happening to, to democracy in the United States right now. It's a plan and it's been executed by a coordinated group of people who've been doing it for maybe decades. And that's why they have such a foothold uh, in America over some of our democratic institutions. 
institutions. And maybe some of our institutions that govern uh, the media and govern a psychiatry or, or govern medicine as well. It certainly feels like there is a much broader conspiracy than, uh, than just the people surrounding Donald Trump. Yes, I, I teach or have for 15 years, I've taught law students who represent political asylum seekers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we know very well what the country conditions are, uh, where they come from and how these regimes work. And so when the APA came out and essentially altered a rule that uh, didn't make sense and didn't represent professional ethics. In fact, scores of people resigned from the association at the time. Uh, This was an indication to me of institutional corruption. And lo and behold, the APA was only the first of multiple institutions that would fail in their function in order to align themselves with power. Unbelievable. LB, any thoughts uh, on that and before we move back to the COVID issue? I, I do have some thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. what I was just doing there was, uh, Dr. Bandy, uh, people are saying they want to follow you, they want to follow you. So I want to, um, in the comments, I'm trying to <laughs> watch our live comments of our, of our listeners while do this. It's Thank a little... You for doing that. I don't have the brain that's great for that. You can help me figure out why my brain can't do those two things at once. Maybe a little later. But um, so I will post it also. We'll all post it. And if you guys all go to my Twitter, I did a that I'm coming on and I grabbed your Twitter handle and put it on there, doctor. Um, so people you. can see that. So I, I want them to be able to follow you and order your book and, and pre-order your new book, which is coming out when? When uh, is your new book? It's in production, so it's any day now. It's in production, any day. Okay, so we can... And so if people enter their names and contacts, we will notify them as soon as it's out. There are people who are in this sort of, what I would call globally, I know there's a, a group called Hate Watch, but I'm not talking about that group in particular. I just mean the folks that are watching very carefully from journalists to researchers that track um, the hate groups and, the, and all of... Uh, this false reality that Donald is has created that there's a, that's a that's a vast organization behind him that is helping to manifest the reality that reinforces what he needs people to buy into about himself right that he's godlike that he can even now beat the virus and you know I dominated it and you could dominate it too and all of that stuff which inside of all of that, is a is is real fascism and the roots of all fascism and this sort of strong man imagery and and imaging doesn't get separated at all from the hate um and the organized hate and the violent hate groups so uh those groups as well the the folks that are really are experts in that and watching like the Southern Poverty Law Center, uh, specific journalists that, that have always been on top of these sort of these real fascist people who say they're fascists and, um, and are coming out to sort of have their version of America that they want. And Donald Trump is at the center of all that, that this personality type that you're, that you are nailing here and, and warning people about is the most instrumental an important uh, element of fascism. Uh, 
And it comes with all of these other things that become institutions or institutions that are co-opted to support all of that. So uh, I will put it up. I, I, I always get his name wrong, but it's like Jared Sexton something did an amazing thread earlier today about, you know, we're actually in it, everybody. You know, Bandy just said, Dr. the good doctor here just said, you know, it's tyranny, real tyranny. We're in fascism right now. There's, you know, and we've been warned about this is tyranny. It's coming from us. This is what we need to look for. This is what's happening. And the silencing of you and your voice and the silencing, using the institution of the fourth estate of journalism, of, of reporting, of media, to uh, using another institution, the psychiatric association, the organizing body, the regulatory body of your particular profession, playing a power move to use that institution to, to silence and choke you out by influencing another institution. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's what we're watching here. Mm-hmm. This is the mm-hmm. destruction of and the transformation of democracy into a fascist state. Mm-hmm. It does not happen without the brain of a Donald Trump, the kind of brain that he has. Mm-hmm. And all the elements of his personality have actually been organized into movements into a hate movement, into a suppression movement, into all of these things, all these elements that you're warning about and breaking down now have PR firms around them, making sure they happen, (laughs) making sure they manifest, right? Don't mean to laugh there, but it's just insane to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, There's legal teams. Our Department of Justice itself has warped itself around this man's personality traits and is taking the rule of law and bending it to these personalities, reshaping it. That's fascism. And it's coordinated and widespread. It's coordinated. It's widespread. We're much further along in it Mm -hmm. than anybody is willing to admit because nobody heeded the warnings. So uh, what I think would be helpful for me is to hear from you, how do you stop a mind like this? How do you stand up to it and stop it? Now that all of the elements of it have become, have had institutions warped to become it, to to manifest this shit um, on a much larger scale. So that 200 and... 11,000 is it now, Zev? People can be dead. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter to his people. And to, you know, as much as we're all crying and cheering and saying, oh my God, look how many people he's killing. You know, maybe we're going to talk about something else It strengthens. It strengthens the bond between him and his followers. Hmm. Right. Because the suffering uh, that they endure, the losses, those things will be real. But those, uh, the, the growing fear and uh, the more that they feel threatened, uh, the more they will cling to the person they believe is their protector. And so he we actually gets an that? additional weapon. He can right. mobilize these people against scapegoats. And that's why you see a lot of scapegoating with this. You see type the contagion. Of, 
Right. It's mimetic contagion. Yeah. Well, this is why I wrote the book that uh, connects the psychology of Donald Trump with his followers and with the conditions of the nation and uh, to try to bring it together because most people have not been able to, uh, uh, most people have been paralyzed, really, because our understanding is limited. We were told by the APA itself that the personality or the mental health um, status of the president does not matter and that experts should not speak on it. And people were left to fend for themselves. And so the better an understanding we have, the more we can act on it, the more we can coordinate our efforts. Of course, it's far beyond just the psychological realm now, but that is where it started. And but without... We're, we're running out of time. I mean, really, aren't we seeing the clock ticking on democracy every day? Um, you know, if he, if he is reelected, is there a psychological move that we could take? That is there a way to handle this kind of mind that we're not doing right now? I think um, I have been advocating for action around and before and after the election because we cannot depend only on the election and I think that's becoming clear to other people with time. Um, that uh, basically we need to treat this as pathology. I often say that fascism is not a political ideology. It is not just another party, for example. It's pathology in the realm of politics. So when you have pathology in your body or in your mind, there are proven treatment methods that you can apply and you fight it. Um, you fight it off as well using the body's own resistance. So a lot of these metaphors apply. We have to uh, first understand the dynamics of the pathology. We have to employ whatever treatment principles we know of and we do know a lot. Uh, mental health has been a scientific field for over a hundred years now, and it has proven techniques and methods that get people better and uh, can also help to contain and drive out pathology. Uh, and we also have to strengthen uh, the healthy part of uh, just as when we're fighting off infections, we need to strengthen the body to build up the immune system. We have to help the population also to um, to gain grounding and uh, to protect its own health and mental health and to resist and rise up against uh, against this encroaching tyranny. Uh, talking about actual protests, like actual people in the streets, or what kind of action are you talking about? Yeah, people in the streets mm -hmm. is very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, Only peacefully, though. I'm so. I, 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 America is in the throes of all of this, I think. 
the other thing is that the that the narrative warfare that we're under, right? The there is a uh, a military grade um, <laughs> a propaganda attack that has been happening against our population and in other democracies as well. Their own versions of it. Um, that stuff that is uh, semantics and um, framing and, and and active measures that are wrapping themselves in, in, with this with the tech the techniques of propaganda and pushing it into our discourse constantly 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 and into these very powerful delivery tools these very powerful devices and there's been experimentation going on with that how can we get people to react how can we, they have our data and they're pushing and running these experiments we know that we know that uh, mass psychological experimentation without informed consent was happening between uh, the SEL group, Cambridge Analytica, and Facebook, that they had unleashed that on us and were messing with us and categorizing us and putting in buckets based on what our psychological profiles and testing, testing, testing how they could get us to react and see if they could convert us into kinetic action, right? Now, those are ad tools and marketing tools. It's all the same tools used to see if you can get someone to buy a particular kind of car <laughs> based on a, at a based on taking their data, profiling them, blah, blah, blah. But when it's used with for the purpose of uh, what you're selling people on is their own personal grievances, then it's a really effective thing. And that's propaganda. That's a weapon. That is a mm. weapon of war. LB, I'm going to um, stop you there if I can, if I can, just because I'm watching yeah. the time and I know her battery is about to, I'm hearing the battery. Oh, 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 okay. So I'm going to. Well, I'm my, going point, to my point is, I don't know that we're, I'm a big march for peaceful march person, and but there's people are in a state of insanity right now because their brains have been hacked and they're violent with one another. Uh, they can't, we don't have leadership taking people mm. peacefully through the streets and where we have had it, it's getting warped now. So, Bandy, is there well, a solution around where, that? That is where psychological knowledge has been misused to control and harm people. But we have not been able to use psychological knowledge to help people. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast, and don't forget to subscribe and download. Do you want to advertise on Narrative Live? Well, we have partnered with AdvertiseCast to handle our advertising and sponsorship requests. They're great to work with, and they'll help you advertise on our show. Please email sales at advertisecast.com or visit our show notes page. You'll find that in your podcast player where we describe what's on this week's show.